0: in God's house tonight, for times of refreshing to come from His presence. Lord, we just magnify You, we bless You, we praise You. Lord, You, You are, You have all the power and all the authority in heaven and earth. And we thank You, Lord, that You are with us tonight. And we get the privilege of being in Your presence, in Your house. So, Lord, have Your way in us. We just bless You and praise You in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen.
1: Let's to stand together to worship in this.
2: again
0: We honor you,
2: Lord. You are our champion, Lord.
0: You conquered death, hell, and the grave. You won the victory for us. You made us sit together with you in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. magnify the name of Jesus thank you Lord for dispersing your power in this place to your people in the name of Jesus thank you Lord that your power is present in this place oh we magnify that wonderful glorious awesome name that name of Jesus there's no other name whereby men can be saved Father, we thank you that all the fullness of God dwells in Christ. And you are the head of the church, and we are your body, and we are your people. And we're here tonight, Lord, and we thank you that you speak to us. Come closer. Come closer to me. Follow me wholeheartedly. Don't let distance get in between us. For I want to take you higher. I want to take you further. My plans for you are to prosper you and not to harm you. I think thoughts of success and victory over you each and every day because you are my peculiar people hallelujah thank you lord amen amen well you may be seated thank you signature worship team praise the lord hallelujah
1: Good evening. Good to see each of you here tonight. You're looking awesome. You're well-loved. You feeling God's love? All right. Just stay here a little longer and you'll feel some more. All right. So welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. Wednesday night refreshing. We are refreshed in the presence of the Lord. A few announcements for this week. Tomorrow is Thursday, and that's when the 3rd, 4th, and 5th graders come here for Bible Adventure. I had some people say they did not realize so many children came here. We have over 50 children coming from those two schools on Thursdays, right, Ella? She's one of them, and we're glad to have you here on Wednesday Night Refreshing. And so you're welcome to join us. You want to see Miss Chris or call the church office and see how you can participate. And thank you to all those who are participating. We are changing lives individually and in families and our community and generations. Yes. Yep. All right. That's Thursday. Saturday at 2.40, we're starting something new for 2024 called Covenant Fishing Company. The youth are spearheading this. And this is where we'll meet here at 240 on the first and third Saturdays, as long as there's not another event happening here at VCF. And we'll do some training on how to share the good news of Jesus with people in our community, in your families, in your workplaces, But then what we'll do is we'll immediately go as groups into our community and we'll just start up conversations with people. We have a script that you could just read or if you're not ready for that, you just be support and you just hang out with those who are talking and you can pray. Right. So we are working together to bring in the harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. And our scripture is when Jesus said to Peter and his brother and to his fishing partners, "Come follow me and I will make you fish for people." So that's what we're going to be doing, and you are all welcome to join us here this Saturday, February 3rd at 2:40 in the afternoon. Plan for about 2 hours. We're just guessing right now. It'll probably be longer in the summer when the weather's nicer (laughs) to be outside. Today is January 31st, so ladies, those who want early bird pricing, this is your day to do it. You have till midnight to secure your early bird pricing. Of course, tickets are available until the conference, but this is for those who like to uh, jump in early and get some savings All right, and that's happening on April 19th and 20th, Building Your House with Purpose. So we want to be purposeful women who build a house filled with God's peace. Yes. All right, and then the grace course taught by Pastor Doug is starting next Thursday, February 8th. That's an online Zoom class for five Thursdays. So it starts February 8th. You register for that online at the church website, vcfpa.org. I just had lunch with my sister-in-law, and she said she saw that, and she's thinking about joining the class. So I encouraged her, and I encourage you, sign up. You'll be glad you did. God bless you.
0: Amen. You know, it's awesome to have uh, the technology that we do because I won't be in Pennsylvania next week and uh, Dr. Fiona is going to be our special guest next Wednesday. So you don't want to miss that next Wednesday night refreshing Dr. Fiona is going to bring the word I'm going to take next week to visit my parents. My dad just turned uh, 88 on Monday. And uh, so I'm just going to go spend a little time with them. And uh, God is good. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, it pleases the Lord when you honor your parents. And um, I have good parents. So, But we're glad that you're here this evening. You're in a good place. You're in a great place, actually. And uh, your spirits are going to get fed you're going to become stronger and stronger, and the Lord's going to bless you yes. mightily, yes. Amen? amen. And um, you can give, of course, any time during the service. You know, your seeds become trees. You know, an apple seed started. Or, or, I'm sorry, an apple tree started off as a seed. One little seed. How many's ever bitten to an apple? You see the size of those seeds, right? They're not too big. But you plant them in the ground, and it can become a tree. Now, I had an apple tree in my backyard growing up, and I don't know, there was maybe 100 or 200 or plus apples on that tree. So one seed can produce one tree that can produce hundreds of apples that can have multiple seasons of production. That's what your seed does. When you put your seed, what's your seed? It's your offering, your tithe into the kingdom of God. And uh, I don't know how God does it, but I know that he multiplies it yes. back to you. Amen? Amen. And uh, so take advantage of that. And uh, you can give anytime during the service. If you're watching online, uh, you can uh, give that way. Father, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you, Lord, that you bless givers and gifts. And you cause all, all your grace to be multiplied to them, and they have all sufficiency in all things that they can abound to every good work. And we give you thanks and praise for the blessing of God that makes them rich, and you add no sorrow with it, in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right, we have some uh, kids in this place. Hallelujah. We're glad for the kids. So we're going to dismiss you to have your class. Be blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? What? You can know what the Lord wants at all times. Say, I can know know." what the Lord wants at at all times. You will never find yourself in a situation where you can't Understand what God wants you to do, what He wants you to say, and how He wants you to respond. Amen? Amen. So tonight, we're going to know what God wants at all times. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. you, You know, God reveals to us His desires, what He wants. And what he's given to us. And he makes his will known to us. Amen? Now, um, uh, there's a, a known will of God, right? Uh, that's in his word. It's, it, he wrote it down. Or maybe there's something that he spoke directly to you. That's the known will of God. Right? It covers every area. Um, it deals with our whole man, spirit, soul, and body, and uh, but then there's the specific will of God, like where what where are you going to be? you know what what group are you going to minister to? Uh, what are you going to do? There's more specifics, and uh, God wants you to know what His will is at any given moment, anywhere. Amen. You don't even need an app for it. Hallelujah. You know, if you have a smartphone, you have apps, right? And uh, in order to be certain and assured that God has given you something or authorized you to have something or permitted you to do something, you must know what his will is. Okay? If I create a will, and I give someone my car, someone my house, and someone else uh, a fund that I have been saving, right? That will then becomes a legal document, and whatever that will says, they can take possession of. If the will didn't say you can have it... Then you can't take possession of it. So in order to be certain and assured what God wants you to do, what you, what he wants you to have, and, and how he wants you to uh, act, you have to know the will of God. Say, I have to know God's will. And say, I can know God's will at all times. Amen. You know, um, your, your appropriating faith cannot go beyond the knowledge of God's will. You can only have faith for what you know what God's will is. Right? Your faith can't go beyond that. And uh, to receive from God, you have to believe what he has spoken or what he has written. His rhema or his logos. And um, knowing God's will is most important. Okay? Uh, Go with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse uh, 17. See, only um, this is what F.F. Bosworth said. If you don't know who F.F. Bosworth was, he, he wrote a book called Christ the Healer. And he had incredible meetings of thousands and thousands of people. And, and he had testimonies upon testimonies of people getting healed. And, uh, we had to study it in Bible school. But he said this. He said, it's only in knowing, it's only by knowing, uh, that God promises what you are seeking that all uncertainty can be removed and steadfast faith is made, a, made possible. Until we know what God's will is, there is nothing to base our faith on. Amen? You know, when you know that you don't have to put up with sickness anymore and God wants you healed, it becomes much easier to get healed. Amen? Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 5, we are going to see some things about God's will. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start with verse 15. Ephesians 5 Verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Say, I'm a wise person, and I live wisely. I make wise decisions. Now, whether someone is wise or someone is foolish, it's their choice. Right Here the Bible says, walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Aren't, aren't our days evil? Yeah, there's a lot of evil taking place in today. So we've got to redeem our time. Well, How do we do that? He says, verse 17, therefore, do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is. Everybody say understand. God has made it possible for us to understand what his will is. Amen? Hallelujah. We can understand what his will is. Glory to God. What does it mean to understand? Okay? It means to be together with. It means uh, to join the facts into a comprehensive uh, interlocking whole. It means to thin- synth- synthesize, if you can say that. All right? This is what it means to understand, to put the facts together. All right? Understanding is both operational and functional. When you understand something, you can do it. Right. How many can remember the first time That you took driver's ed. You know, when I went to high school, they had driver's ed. And uh, my driver's ed teacher was kind of a mean guy. He was ready to retire and probably should have retired. but uh, And they had a car with a brake on the passenger side. And uh, that way, if if, uh, the student driver uh, wasn't doing well, he could hit the brake. (laughs) Right? But... How many know that once you passed driver's ed and once you practiced driving, it became operational and functional. You were able to drive that car easier. Why? Because you had understanding of how it operated. You had understanding of the rules. Amen. And now you can drive. And I remember when I, when I turned 16 years old, man, I, I, on my birthday at 16 years old, I was at the DMV. I got my license and I was a free man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God has made it possible for us to understand what his will is, to operate in his will, to function in his will, and to do his will. Amen? If he said understand what the will of the Lord is, he he made it possible for us to understand. We don't have to wonder what his will is glory to God okay? well, what is God what what is it what does the word will mean? So glad you asked. It means a desire. It's often referred to God's preferred will. It's God's best offer. How many want God's best offer? okay? Uh, it means uh, focusing on the result hoped for. Okay? So this is so good because I can understand what God desires. I can understand what God wants. I can understand what God wants me to do in any situation because he's given me the ability to understand what his will is. Amen? You you could be in a situation and you say, what am I going to do? Wait a minute, I know God. I can know what he wants me to do. Okay, Father, what do you want me to do? You know, he can download what you need to do in an instant. Every time David was facing an enemy, the Bible says that he would inquire of the Lord. He would say, hey, Lord, we got this enemy. How do you want me to handle it? And God would show him how to handle the battle, and it was different every time, right? And as long as he inquired of God, he was never whooped by the enemy. He always whooped the enemy. Amen? And this is so amazing. Understand what God desires. Understand what God wants. Understand what the will of the Lord is. He didn't say you're going to have to wait for it. He didn't say it will be sent to you. You can understand right here, right now, whatever God wants, whatever God desires, whatever God wishes, whatever God wills. Amen? Amen. But then he says here in verse 18, Be not drunk with wine, which is dissipation. You know, wine will mess up your functionality. It messes your speech, and it messes your mobility. I know. I have experienced it many, 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 many years ago. I haven't experienced it recently, or even within the last decade, but this was many years ago. Okay? Be not drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. See, God has given you a helper called Holy Spirit. He's a counselor. He's an advocate. He's a standby. He's a strengthener. He's an intercessor. And we have Him right now. If you're born again, He is in you right now. You have access to the Holy Spirit to help you. And anytime that you don't know what to do, or you don't know how to respond, or you don't know where to go, you can know what God's will is in that situation. You can know God's will anywhere, anytime, all the time. Amen? But you got to be filled with the Spirit, okay? And uh, so... Why why do we need to be filled with the Spirit? I'm glad you asked that question. Go to John 14. The Holy Spirit has been equipped to do certain things. All right? John 14 and verse uh, 26. John 14. So being filled with the Spirit helps you to understand what God's will is. It's part of it. Okay? John 14, 6. Or 1426. It says this. But uh, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Say, Holy Spirit teaches me all things. things. Did he say some things? All things. Anything you need to know about anything. Okay? And... He will bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Wow. So understanding what God's will is, you can know what God wants anytime, anyplace, anywhere, all the time. Right? And part of that is being filled with the Holy Spirit because he teaches you all things. All right? Go to John chapter 15, verse 26. John 15, verse 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who uh, proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And and He, you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So he testifies to what the Lord wants. He testifies of Jesus, right? When, when you when you uh, are faced with something and you don't know what to do and maybe you're inclined to do it one way and God says, no, that, that doesn't testify of Jesus. So you don't want to do what doesn't testify of Jesus. How do you know it's going to testify? Because the Holy Spirit, he testifies of Jesus. He always points to Jesus, yeah. right? He's always in agreement with Jesus. If, if you're inclined to go in a way that you shouldn't go, the Holy Spirit will say, hey, that's not what Jesus would do because right. he testifies of Jesus. That's not what Jesus would say, because he testifies of Jesus. That's not how Jesus thinks. Oh. Okay? But that's part of understanding the will of God. All right? You can know what God wants anywhere. Alright, go to John sixteen thirteen. John sixteen thirteen. Praise God. See, I can understand what God wants at all times. All right, John 16, 13. However, when he, the Holy Spirit, uh, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Oh, so if you're faced with a situation and maybe there's deception and lies here, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you away from them because he brings you where? Into all truth. See, understanding what God's will is, is associated with truth. Okay? All right? Then he says, For he will not speak of his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Glory to God. He'll show you the future. So, you and your partnership with the Holy Spirit helps you to know what God wants anywhere, any place, anytime. See, I can understand what the will of the Lord is. Aren't you glad that God made it understandable? It's not too complex that you can't get a hold of it. You know, one time when I was in high school, um, our teacher had ordered a VCR player. You know, those things that have those rectangle tapes, right? And you had to put it in and press play. Well, he was going to set it up in our class, but there was a problem. The instructions were only in Arabic and Chinese. There was no English in, in the, uh, the manual. And he was laughing. He was like, I don't know what to do because it's only in Arabic and Chinese. So he couldn't under, he couldn't function the device because he didn't understand the communication. See, when you don't understand something, you don't know how to operate in it. You don't know how to function it. If you don't understand what God's will is, you, you are going to make a wrong choice. You are going to make a wrong move. You are going to go the wrong direction. Okay? But God helps us understand. Okay? Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. This is powerful. Hallelujah. Thank you. you know, when, you can understand what God wants you to have. Yeah. You. you can understand where God wants you to go. Yeah. You can understand who God wants you to be. Yeah. It's not a mystery. Why? Because God has deciphered it for us. Amen? Okay? Colossians, so our first point is we can understand what God's will is. Amen? Isn't that awesome? You can understand. And through the Holy Spirit, you know, you're not going to be in a place where you can't hear the Spirit's voice. If you go to the mountains, he's there. If you go to the valleys, he's there. Why? He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Amen? So that tells me wherever I'm at, I can know the will of God. I can know what God wants me to do. I can know how God wants me to respond. And I know what God has given to me. Amen? Okay, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Colossians 1, verse 9, Paul is praying for the church of Colossae, and he says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask God that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Woo! Glory to God. If you don't know what God's will is, you can pray. And God will fill you. You know, when you're filled with knowledge, you know. Right? When you're filled with the knowledge of God's will, you know exactly what God wants you to do, what He wants you to have, where He wants you to go, what He wants you to be. Amen? Say, I can understand God's will, and I can, I can know His will. So you can pray to be that God would fill you with the knowledge of, of his will hallelujah you can know what he wants you to do okay and and what does his what does knowing his will bring you know god's will comes with some stuff right you can be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom everybody say all wisdom how much wisdom you have access to all wisdom why? You have access to the spirit of wisdom. You have access to Jesus who is our wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So w- when God fills you with the knowledge of his will, he fills you with all it comes with all wisdom. Would you like wisdom with your with the knowledge of God's will? Why yes, thank you. Amen. So he 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 God's will, knowing God's will, brings wisdom. It gives insight into his purpose. You know, God does everything on purpose. God just doesn't do things haphazardly. Everything God does is for a purpose. There was a reason why Jesus had to do things that he did because he had to fulfill the law. Amen? Jesus was bound by what was written, so Jesus would do things that was written about him. Okay? So, you can be filled, I can be filled with the knowledge of God's will. So you can understand it, you can know it. Okay? And it brings wisdom, and it brings spiritual understanding. Okay? Okay? Some people think that the spiritual realm is too complex, but it's not. He gives you spiritual understanding when you have His will. Amen? Amen. Why? God wants you to operate and function in the Spirit. Amen? Amen? He wants you to be able to flow with the Spirit, to go with the Spirit, to move in the Spirit. Amen? How are you going to do that? You need spiritual understanding, right? So knowing God's will brings all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Verse 10, so that you can walk worthy of the Lord. you got to be reminded, who do you represent on this planet? We represent Jesus. We are the church of Jesus Christ, not of Latter-day Saints, by the way. If you're part of the Latter-day Saints, you're in the wrong group. So, Jesus is the head of the church, and we are his body. And our goal in life is to reflect him. Amen? So, we need to walk worthy of the Lord. When you understand God's will, it, it carries... It, there's a certain lifestyle to bring it about. There's a certain lifestyle to carry it out. You can't live like the devil and do God's will. Amen. Right? right. Who, whose will is it? God's will. So if it's God's will, we got to live God's way. Okay? So God... Will will cause you to know His will. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you understanding, so that you can walk worthy of the Lord. That means with character, uh, moral courage, and integrity. It's actually you could you could sum it up in one word: upright. Amen. Whenever the Bible talks about walking upright, it's talking about those things. Okay. So you can be filled with the knowledge of his will, so that you can walk worthy. Now look at this next phrase in verse 10. Fully pleasing him. Everybody say, fully pleasing him. How many want to please the Lord? Well, if you don't know what he wants, how can you please him? In order to please God, you got to know what he wants. And God's made it possible for you to know, because his will is what he wants. His will is what he desires. Amen. They're synonymous. Okay? So that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing God. What do we need to please God? Without blank, you guys just got an A on that test. Another pop quiz, you guys ace that test. Amen? Everybody say, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You need to believe God in order to please God. Amen? So, the reason we we know His will, we don't just know His will so that we can do nothing. Knowing God's will is not just for us sitting on a chair saying, I know God's will. No, God's will is practical. It was meant to do something. It was meant to be something. It was meant to create something. It was meant to touch someone, to reach someone, to share the gospel with someone. Okay, so it helps us fully pleasing God. All right, and uh, in, in how many things can we please God? In a few things, fully pleasing God, okay, then knowing God's will, it causes you to be fruitful in every good work. God's interested in fruit. What you produce with your life, Amen. Even when you're fruitful, you know what God will do? He'll prune you. He'll He'll trim some dead things. He'll remove some suckers that are taking the life away from something else. But see, a pruned tree is the most fruitful tree. I know that because I I climbed trees for a couple years. I worked for a tree doctor. You know, that job had its ups and downs. But I did think about starting a branch office. But then the more I thought about it, I said, I better just leave that alone. You can't talk about trees without putting a little tree humor in there, right? But I I did work for a tree doctor, so I understand the pruning of trees. Okay? So, knowing God's will... Makes you walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. When you know God's will, that's not the end. There's more to know. Amen? Yes. You might know the will for today, but what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about two years from now? What does God want you to do for two years from now? Amen? Do you know every season has a different purpose in your life? The season that you're in now, you got to ask God, what do you want me to do now? How do you want me to to be in this season? What, What do you want me to accomplish in this season that I'm in? Amen? I mean, 40 years Moses lived in Egypt. Then, 40 years, he lived in the wilderness. Now he's 80. And God meets him in the desert. To reveal his will to him. I want you to go deliver my people in Egypt. He's 80 years old. He's in a different season in life, but he has an interaction with God where God reveals his will for him. And God clearly said, This is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. This is how I want you to do it. Right? Moses couldn't walk away from that bush not knowing what God's will was, it was clearly communicated. If God can get Moses on the backside of the desert, he can get a hold of you anywhere. Amen? How many of you live in the desert? Right? Not not just the desert, but the backside of the desert. I'm on the, I'm on the backside of the desert. God will never find me here. Let me tell you something. God will find you. If he wants to get a hold of you, he's got your number. He knows. He knows exactly where you are. He knows when you're ready to receive His will for whatever season you are in life. So we can, we can understand what His will is. We can know what His will is. And the purpose of knowing His will is to walk worthy, to please Him, to be fruitful, to increase in the knowledge of God. And here's, here's what He gives you to help us. Verse uh, 11. Verse 11. Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. Say, God gives me his strength to do his will. Isn't God awesome? He shows you what he wants, and then he gives you power to do it. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power. Everybody say, glorious power. It's not AC power. It's not 210. It's glorious power. It goes beyond the natural. It's supernatural. We got glorious power. Why? Because we're a glorious blood-bought church. So, knowing his will causes you to be fruitful. It increases knowledge. It gives you deeper faith, clearer insight, and a more fervent love. Knowing God's will makes you stronger and invigorates you with glorious power. Okay? And then he says, uh, for patience and long-suffering with a frown. No, it didn't say with a frown. Patience and long-suffering with what? Joy. Now, choosing to suffer on your own is foolish, but choosing to obey God which involves suffering is wise. There's a difference. You know, Jesus chose to obey his Father. And what was on the journey of his obedience? A cross, criticism, mocking, and pain. He didn't choose suffering by himself, but he chose to do what God wanted to do, which involved suffering. Okay? But you have to know that suffering is just a minute, temporary thing, and there's something far greater called eternity. And once the cross was over, Jesus didn't talk about it, because once he was resurrected from the dead, the cross was history. It was a done deal. And he he didn't talk about his scars. He didn't talk about his pain. He talked about living and and serving God. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Okay? So, and then, verse 12. When you know what God's will is, you give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who qualified you? God qualified you. Say, God qualified me to partake in a divine inheritance. Say, God qualified me. See, when you understand God's will and you know God's will, he causes you to be fruitful and productive and increase in the knowledge of God, be strengthened with might, and you're going to be given thanks to God. There's going to be an increase in thanksgiving to God. Amen. Why? Knowing God's will causes you to be thankful. Thank you, God, for letting me know that. Thank you, God, for giving me insight. Thank you, God, for giving me wisdom. Thank you, God, for giving me understanding. Thank you, God, for telling me what you want. In any given situation, you can know what God wants all the time. See, I can know what God wants all the time. And if you're unsure, he wrote a book and you can refer in the book. Amen? Amen. If you don't know what God wants, you can ask him and he'll tell you. If you don't know what God wants, the Holy Spirit will show you. God made it so possible for us to get a hold of what he wants. Hallelujah. Okay? So we can know his truths, his blessings offered, and His uh, and and what we have to do. Amen? God's will is kingdom business. God wants you to conduct kingdom business on this earth. Amen? You can join a fishing company. You want to learn how to witness? Come join the Covenant Fishing Company. Stop saying you can't witness. Why don't you overcome any fear by learning how to witness and doing it? Once you do it, you find it's a lot easier than what you thought. Amen? When I was I attended Grace Fellowship when I was at Rayma, and we went through Evangelism Explosion class, and we kind of tweaked it for for that church, and I became a trainer. I, I went through the program. I became a trainer, and one of my trainees was a lawyer and his fiance, and. And we would sit in different places in the congregation, and if someone raised their hand that they were visiting the church that day, someone that was close to them in that area, in that section would go up to them and talk to them, engage them in conversation, and ask them if they'd like a visit from someone from the church. And then we would go visit. Our team would go visit uh, those people. And uh, it was a great experience. We had wonderful times talking to people, and it really helped my skill. Amen? You know, when God calls a preacher, uh, just because God calls you, does the, mo- the moment he calls you, you are not ready. <laughs> Let me tell you. So what, what, God will train you. When God called me to preach, I wasn't ready to preach. So he sent me to be trained. Amen? God's never going to send you where he won't prepare you. Okay? How did God teach Moses to lead? He put him with sheep. Amen. So God's will is kingdom business. God's will is kingdom wisdom. God's will is divine insight. Look at, look at Joseph. He was the only one in Egypt in the entire nation that could solve Pharaoh's dream problem. How did he do that? Because that was God's will. God put him in Egypt. He even told his brothers, he said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. He said, God put me here to save the people. God had to have an inside man in Egypt Because God knew that there was going to come a time when Pharaoh was going to need his dream interpreted. So he put Joseph there, and Joseph just kept doing God's will. He did God's will in Potiphar's house. He did God's will in the jail. And finally, because he was faithful in doing God's will. When you're faithful in doing God's will, God will promote you to the next place, to the next position. Amen? So, God's will is kingdom business. God's will is kingdom wisdom. God's will is divine insight. God's will is what he wants. It's what he desires. It's what he's given you. It's what he's provided for you. It's what God wants for you, your family, and your posterity, your future. How many know God wants some things for your family? He wants curses broken. He wants people saved. Amen. He wants people coming out of darkness. He wants people to be set free. God's not the author of pain and suffering. He's the author of life and deliverance. God's will is what God wants you to do. It's what God would do. So in any situation, why why didn't Joseph sleep with Potiphar's wife? Because he said it would go against God. He knew that it was God's will that God's will wouldn't allow him to do it, so he didn't do it. He, knowing God's will prevented him to sin from sin. It caused him to avoid sin because he understood that that's not God's nature. That's not that's not what God would do. Amen. He says, "I'm getting out of here," and that's exactly what he did. Amen. Huh. God's will is also what you're created to do. It's your assignment. It's solutions to problems. Amen? It's God's way of doing, loving, and living. God's will is God's way of doing, being, and living. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then go to Psalms 143. Psalms 143. So we can understand God's will. We can know God's will. And Psalm 143, verse 10. We can learn God's will. See, I can learn God's will. All right, let's see what the Bible says. Psalm 143, verse 10. teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. When, when you don't know what to do, God will teach you. He sent you the best teacher ever, Holy Spirit. He's the greatest teacher. Is there anybody that doesn't, that knows more about God than Holy Spirit? No. Holy Spirit, He searches the deep things of God. He knows the good stuff. He knows where everything's at. He knows everything that's been given to you, that belongs to you. He knows everything that you need to possess. So when you don't know God's will, you can learn it. Teach me. Everybody say, teach me, Lord. He'll teach you to do his will. Amen? Look at at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. What is God's will for your family? You need to find that out. We're just surviving. Is it God's will just to survive? No. They were surviving in Egypt. But God had a different plan. I want you to thrive with some milk and honey. You can go from just surviving to thriving. How many want to go to thriving? Well, then understand what the will of the Lord is. God wants you to thrive. He wants you to flourish. Amen? God blesses. The very blessing that he gives. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Take dominion. Right? Okay? Matthew 6.10. What does it say? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where does God want his will done? Listen, we're on earth, and until we leave, we need to be doing God's will. Jesus understood this at 12 years old. He said, I must be about my father's business. At age 12, God, Jesus knew that his father had a business. He has more than one business, by the way. He's an artist. He's a farmer. He's a creator. Amen? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's a, cattle, he's a herdsman. He's a sheep herder. Hallelujah. Jesus was talking with doctors of the law and Pharisees. And he, they were discussing kingdom business. And Jesus said, you know, he was sitting there for three days. And his parents didn't even know where he was. They had left Jerusalem. And Joseph goes, Hey, Mary, I want to talk to Jesus. Mary said, I thought he was with you. Joseph said, I thought he was with you. They started asking, well, Where's Jesus? He's not here. Well, we gotta go back and find him. For three days, Jesus is discussing kingdom business in the temple. And and everybody, all the doctors of the law and the Pharisees, they're amazed at this young boy. What he's sharing. But he had, a, he had insight. I, you know, Jesus, where, where have you been? Don't you know that I'd be about my father's business? My father's got some business. Say, say, my father. Got some kingdom business. And I'm an employee in my father's company. It's a family business. Hallelujah. He wants his will done on earth just as it is in heaven. Amen. He wants a group of people that when God says, do this, they're just going to say, yes, sir. And they start doing it. Amen? God just wants some people to say, I want you to go and bless that person. And they're just going to say, yes, sir. And they go and bless that person. Right? Can you see God in heaven telling someone in heaven what to do? There's no argument. There's no, oh, if I have to. Well, God wants his will done as it is in heaven. He, when God says something, he doesn't want you to argue, he doesn't want you to reason, he doesn't want you to make excuses. Look how that went for Moses. Right? As is, God wants his will done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, just do it. Just do what he says. All right? All right? behave the way he says behave talk the way he says talk think the way he says think you know god deals with every area of our life amen go to psalm 25 psalm 25 hallelujah and then i'm going to be done here soon sooner than you think Psalm 25 and verse 4 says this. Show me your ways, O Lord. You know, God has ways of doing things that are higher. His ways are higher than our ways. But that doesn't mean we can't know what his ways are. Show me your ways. Doesn't matter how high his ways are. He'll show you. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all day. Guess what? <laughs> when you ask God to show you, don't be looking at your clock saying, Oh, it's sure taking a long time. Oh, you might have to just be willing to wait. Why? God just enjoys you hanging out in his presence. Amen? So you can understand what God's will is. You can know what God's will is. And if you're still unsure, he'll teach you what his will is. All right? One more scripture. Uh, Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, we're going to look at verse five. Hebrews ten and verse five. God made His word, His will, easily found, easy to, easy to be found. All right. Therefore, when He came into this world, He said, "Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for Me." In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. God wants you to do his will because he wrote it in the book. He's quoting Psalm 40, verses 68. Verses 6 to 8. It says, Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is in my heart. Amen? So, see, I can understand God's will. I can know what his will is. I, he, he will teach me his will. And it's easily found. God wants you healed. God wants a broken heart ended. God wants wounds bound up. God wants captives free. God wants empty vessels full. God wants you to succeed in life, no matter what season you're in. God desires that you're blessed, God desires for you to prosper. God desires for you to increase. God wants you to have influence on this earth. Why? He's given us his power, his authority, his name. Amen? We ought to be able to, to have influence with his power, his authority, and his name. Amen? It's time that we start living higher. It's time that we come up higher. Amen? How many want God's will for your life? How many want God's will for your physical condition? How many want God's will for your finances? How many want God's will for your future? How many want God's will for your family? Amen. And stand to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. God's going to refresh you with his will. Amen. Amen. I just want you to know the last Sunday of every month for a couple months, we're going to have a healing service. Starting in February. So the last Last Sunday in February, we're going to have a healing service. And we're going to do that once a month until the Lord says to stop. All right? I felt led to do that. So hallelujah. God's will for you to be healed. You know, um, there was a man who came to Jesus, and he was a leper in Matthew chapter 8. And he, he told Jesus, he said, I know you can, but will you heal me? He knew that God was able, he knew that God had the power, but he didn't know if he would do it for him. And you know how Jesus answered? I love this. He touched him. Jesus touched the leper. And he said, I am willing. I want you to know that any sickness, disease, infirmity in your body, God is willing to heal you. He can heal your body. He can heal your mind. Amen. There's nothing that's a part of you that God can't fix, that God can't strengthen, that God can't improve. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him for a minute. And if you need healing in your body, I just want you to come up right now. Come up with a receptive heart. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we worship